that. Hey, 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 hey. Look at that. It was a lot of speculation about whether or not we were going to have the presence of Willie Do here today. He fit us in, guys, ladies and gentlemen. He fit us in. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, we're going to have a rapid fire episode today. On behalf of Willie Do and his uh, his uh, nice little uh, nature vacation, is it a nature vacation? Uh, snowboarding, uh, kind of nature. I would, yeah. I would put that in the same category. I put that in nature. You'll be up there. You're gonna go. You're gonna uh, glance out over the vista, and uh, that's what I'll be doing for sure. Which is exactly what people need to be doing. I have a very small plumbing update. I was up until about uh, 2 a.m. last night after all my other obligations. And I was back in Plumberland. And uh, uh, whatever I had dislodged the previous evening to create enough of a gap to get things flowing, I was I was I was wrong to assume that I was done with it, with this escapade, with this saga. The saga continues. Wu Tang, of course. Uh Last night, after a day's worth of usage, we were back where we started with zero flow. Right, yeah. And, you know, I was online and I was like, am I buying, am I prepared to go into the six, $700 snake area? Is that where I'm at? And I said, you know what, before I get there, let me go to the baking soda and vinegar, which is one of those hack kind of remedies. Uh Uh-huh. But a life I, hack, if you will. I knew I was going to get a chemical reaction. I knew I was going to get some action. I knew I was going to hear some ga-ga-ga-ga-ga-ga-ga-ga. So I said, you know what? Let me give it a crack. And so I poured. I poured. Oh, I poured. Oh, I poured. And I got a little bit of movement. I'll tell you what. I got a... I got... I heard PVC rattling. Okay. And... I had a a good sign. I had a bucket underneath the P trap, and I was getting moved. I was confused. I had a confused look on my face, and I was like, "Okay, so I had flow. I don't have flow. I had a reaction. Let me pull this P trap off and see what I got going. And let me tell you what I got out of there. I don't know if it was alive or dead. Oh, I got something out of there." Boom, straight in the bucket. I'm like, let me dump this and inspect it. And I'm telling you, I don't know if it was a ball of grease or if it was a dead animal. I don't know what it was. Okay. But whatever it was, was just the beginning. What? Because I'm not done with it. I do not have the flow that I want. And I'm coming back for round two later on. And I will update at a later date. When we reconvene at the only place you can get these kind of updates, which is right here on Lou Later. Lou Kitchen Updates. It's the only place you can follow this saga, and I'm telling you, I am not done with that drain. We're just getting started. If you're going to give me, if you're going to shoot that back at me, guess what? I got shots fired for you, drain. The battle was won. No, while the battle was won, the war must go on. Yeah. Pipes about to be spick and span, ladies and gentlemen. Momentarily, Elon Musk unveils a new master plan, a path to sustainable energy future, but no new cars. Did he talk about new colors at least? No, none of that. Rude. 
Just bring in the cherry red metallic whatever, yeah. 12 coats of paint from yeah. Germany. Just bring it in to tease us, and then you don't say anything about it. Brutal. Billionaire CEO announced a third part of his company's master plan, outlining plans for a fully sustainable earth. The announcement was made during an Investor Day event at the Gigafactory in Austin, Texas. Elon Musk revealed the third part of their master plan in which the company will lead the global effort to eliminate fossil fuels and convert the world to sustainable energy. It's interesting. Their approach, totally different. Obviously, mining, lithium, arguments, environment, carbon, etc., but their approach from the beginning has been different. It hasn't necessarily been on the guilt trip side. Instead, it's been, hey, fast cars, maximum fun. You want them, don't you? You want them, don't you? Fossil fuel, less fun, right? They don't go this fast. And then people, uh -huh. people are like, mm, you're making some points over there. Yeah, I like a fast car. I might throw I a like fun. I might throw a pre-order in and not even notice the carbon thing. And that's the beauty of it. When you don't even notice is when you're doing the most and when it can, when the savings or the impacts can be fun and optimistic, right? When it can be in the positive column, all of a sudden there's a different momentum to that. Mm -hmm. There's less of a, uh, a dire kind of I'm dying, humans suck element to it. Uh -huh. There's less of a finger-wagging element to it. As long as you have memes and a fun car. So that's what you had. I don't know. Maybe uh, there's, a, there's a thousand ways to spin it. Um, Tesla projects, it will take, uh, projects that it will take 10 trillion in investments to bring about this sustainable future powered by renewable energy. Of course, we're talking about I don't know, eventually solar or storing it or, uh, you know, however they're figuring that out. Mm. But the, the, the big impact here, as you can see, is uh, the vehicles in the meantime. And we've got to actually, I, I want to check out the other graphic first, the one that's above there, this one. So you can see the switch to electric vehicles and the reduction in fossil fuel use and how that maps out across their fleet of vehicles. So you have, what is that, uh, 40 million of the Model X and S, 380 million of the 3 and Y, mm -hmm. and 20 million of the upcoming or currently being deployed ASAP, Semi, and then we have 300 million of the who knows what, so the 700 million is the roadster. <laughs> That's just a joke, obviously. Yeah. 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 Uh, or could it be like a Model 1, like a really cheap one? I think it's the cheap one. It's a cheap one, right? Mm -hmm. 300 million. Although what's weird about the 300 million, that doesn't look like the roadster either. Whatever's under this looks boxier. a blanket there. This it's looks an, bigger. It's another SUV that we wanted, sure, I, I, yeah. I would say. Yeah. But the, they've got the Cybertruck in there. $7 trillion manufacturing investment, 4 terawatt. There you go, solar plus wind. Solar plus wind. Mm -hmm. There you go. And 115 terawatt hours of vehicle batteries and stationary storage. So you got to store the power when it's readily available, use it when it's less available, and get it from the sources that are not depleted like fossil fuels. Okay, this is Elon's deal. This is... Mm -hmm. Uh, investor and by storing them, report. I guess it's just battery packs, loads and loads of them. Loads and loads. Got to manufacture more batteries. Got to got to get a little more lithium. Got to throw it in the garage. You know the whole story as it goes. Yeah. Obviously, this was a, fu a far more comprehensive event 
how long i mean th- these things take hours right yeah it, the main event was like an hour and a half and yeah. then they had a q and a which was an extra 45 minutes an hour yeah so it was it was a hefty one yeah and i watched a, it all well it's a hefty it's, one because it's an investor one you know and this is sure, the, yeah this is the real business big business these are the guys that want to find out you know uh what what are you doing with my money what are you doing with my investments but speaking of uh investment yeah. money in the post market i guess it wasn't doing too well yeah so they be- lost like they were down like almost six percent six well listen will you know people have crazy expectations for events they like what are you going to announce what's going to get people excited and you don't always have those things to talk about okay yeah yeah talk about the long term talk about his master plan it's fine i see a lot of stuff is down not to the same extent obviously bmw is there toyota is there uh, Porsche is there related in related stocks. Ford is up. They're like, hey, Tesla didn't tell us enough. Let's go. Let's go bump some Ford. Why don't we? Wow, I've never seen BMW's full name. You like that? Yeah. How okay. ger- how German is that? Oh man, can you get Mega more German? German? I like Porsche's full name. Okay, yeah. Look at that baby right there, doctor. You know when a doctor's making your car, you're in good shape. Yeah. Not sure what you're a doctor of. Not sure why you're into cars, but that DR—that's heavy stuff. Um, anyway, so yeah, lots was covered in there, but ultimately, it's about the master plan. Ultimately, it's about the renewable aspect, sustainability, efficiency. It's about the electric vehicles for everyone and everywhere and in every category. Delivery semis. I guess they need a delivery van because sure. that's amazon. what a- amazon and rivian were working on that maybe that's what's above the Cybertruck. i don't know but you can't just have the semi you gotta get the delivery van going yeah. uh, tesla also announces their unlimited overnight charging for 30 dollars per month tesla announced it will soon launch a new plan for unlimited overnight charging as part of the tesla electric energy retail business late last year after gaining experience through its virtual power plants tesla took things a step further with the launch of tesla electric Instead of reacting to specific events and providing services to your local electric utilities, as Tesla Powerwall owners have done in California, Tesla Electric is actively and automatically buying and selling electricity for Powerwall owners, providing a buffer against peak prices. Well, this is what we were talking about. Efficiency. You're able to store it, which means you're able to get it at a more favorable rate. And then you can utilize it from that battery whenever you want at essentially whatever the rate that you paid that favorable rate. Or in this case, you get a buy-sell situation going on by the sounds of it with the local power authority. Mm. The company is essentially becoming an energy retailer. It's currently only available to power Powerwall owners in Texas, but the company has plans to expand the products through this new branch. Today, Tesla announced its first new product under the Tesla Electric. It was at Investor Day. And this is going to be the launch of unlimited overnight charging, 30 a month total. That seems extremely cheap, Will. Mm-hmm. You might be a customer for something like this in the future. But I have to invest in a Powerwall, right? Right. Okay, there. That's a lot. Well, huh? get that baby in there. You're Mr. Elon Musk, aren't you? I got to get solar roof as well. You're Mr. Yeah, and it doesn't work as well over here. You're going you're gonna to have to get up there and brush some of that snow off, Will. 
Yeah. You have to crawl up there. Maybe you can oh, inspect no. my plumbing vent while you're at it. Okay, fine. Exclusive. Tesla readies a revamp of the Model Y, codenamed Juniper. Model Y is that car, isn't it? For Tesla, that's the one. That's what everybody's looking for. That's what they're investing in. Uh, so it makes sense to me that they would invest their time into the thing that people are investing their money into. They're readying a production revamp of the top-selling model, Model Y. According to three people with knowledge of the plan, this is according to Reuters, the changes to the Model Y codename Project Juniper involve the exterior and interior of the vehicle with the target of starting production in 2024, according to two, two of the people, who asked not to be identified for obvious reasons. Mm. Please identify us. But wait, you're a code name leaker. You're leaking code names. Are you sure you want to be identified? Shrimp Tesla Pro. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Why don't they just come up with an alias? Yeah. The changes, uh, a revamp of the Model Y would mean Tesla is on track to offer new versions of the top selling models over the next two years, addressing pressure in markets like China and the U.S. for a visible reboot of its best selling vehicles in the face of increasing EV options to buy. And what about a network that just opened up? The Tesla Supercharger Network to all these other options as well. Mm. Ooh, it's heating up, Will. What you going to buy next time around? It's heating up, Will. All of a sudden, guy like you is running these inspections. You're going online. You're watching videos. You're like, hmm, a little more trunk space. Hmm, a little bit more efficiency. Hmm, am I going to save ten grand? Yeah. I wonder if people are going to wait for the refresh. I mean, it's a... Uh... Over a year. I have a hard time imagining what a refresh of a Model Y looks like. I just can't imagine it to be a all. Yeah, just because the language across models and the tweaks have been so subtle so far. You're right. And it's been selling so well that they don't really need a huge update. It's a subtle one, isn't it? Yeah. It might be a subtle one, but who knows? Who knows? At some point, you're even. What if it looks like the Cybertruck, a mini Cybertruck? Be wild. They can't take those kind of risks. They're not that crazy, are they? Cybertruck prototype with new steering wheel uh, in a new up-close video. Yeah. Hmm. Instead of a steering yoke, here we have, it looks like Gigafactory Texas on display with a little kind of rope around it. Don't get too close. It's got the hubcaps. What they, do we like? They call it a pre-production model. It does have the mirrors, which look a better shape. And now they have the stainless steel on the outside of them, which makes them look a little bit less F-150, even if it's just a little cap on there. They've got the Warthog wheels are back, which we're here for. The Honker is back on the front, which, of course, is that singular windshield wiper, which covers that tremendous range. Mm. It was They had to do something. You got to wipe. You got to wipe, Will. Would you agree or disagree with that statement? I would have it without the wiper. Oh I'll take the risk. Oh, my goodness gracious, Will. What are you doing when it's coming down with the sleet and the salt? Look at that sensor, that camera array staring back at you, looking like some sort of uh, eight-legged creature. And the front end. And I don't mind these up-close videos here. Another camera there. I'm kind of into it. But, of course, we didn't get to the steering wheel part yet. Here we have the enormous doors being opened. Wow, I wonder how heavy those babies are. And there is a steering yoke with slightly more curvature to it. So hopefully I'm not banging my leg in on the way in and out. 
and uh, wearing off, which I'll put a picture of this on social media, wearing off the finish Mm -hmm. because you keep banging into it and you're constantly adjusting and trying to remember to have it spun in the position Mm -hmm. that allows entry and exit Mm. without wearing off whatever kind of uh, vegan leather. Oh, the supple vegan leather. Said no one ever. Yeah. It's a it's a synthetic material, which is fine. Can we be done with the vegan leather words? Just call it. It's just a synthetic material, Will. It's a synthetic material. But you know Elon likes to be cheeky. It's a leather-like... Well, he's not the only one. The whole industry is doing it. It's a leather-like synthetic material, and it's not as strong as leather. Mm. Period. Okay, cool. Now we got it all sorted out. Now we understand pros and cons. The bed looks good. I see some outlets back there with the tailgate down. You actually get some usable length there. I see a couple tie-down spots. Actually, if you don't mind, can you just reverse ever so slightly here to how we saw the seat folded up in the back seat, much like what happened on an F-150 or a Ram 1500. Boom. Load space on the deck in the back row. Lovely stuff. You just flip it up. Mm. Use it all the time. And there's no, it looks like a flat load floor there because, well, guess what? You don't have the typical components you might have. Ford is able to pull it off. Is that a RGB LED in the back or is that just for the- I think it's just for the show. Just for a show. Just for show. You can see the close-up of the buttons here as well. Uh, well, Those things scare me a little bit. Rivian, they scared me. Hummer, they scared me. Of course, we get crazy winters. Things freeze up. The Mm. motors suffer. You can't yank and crank. But I'm just chatting. I'm a guy making noise. What What do you think about this now? By yep. just having like yep. a little. Yep, I'm there. You know, yep, you got me. Uh, tour. You got me, Will. Black, you're, you're into it more. Black glass on top. Give me these wheels. Give me some warthogs. I'll sort it out. I'll sort out the rest. You give me the warthogs. <laughs> I'll sort out the rest. It seems a lot more polished. Definitely. If it comes out like this, I don't mind it. We're We're taking a spin, dude. Yeah. We're taking a spin. Let's go. A deadly Tesla crash was just pedal confusion. Despite social media rumors, you all remember the viral clip that was bugging on social media, as it would do, involving a Tesla and a bunch of stitched together security cam footage, which is still mind boggling to me. This edit is unreal. From security camera to security camera, who has the access? What is the news organization? How'd they get the clips, Will, from every single person's security cam uh-huh. across a major stretch of road across multiple municipalities? Let's move on from that fact and talk about the impact. This Tesla just stormed through pedestrian-filled uh, streets, tight neighborhoods, smashed into things. It looked like it was going to come to a stop. It was like a delivery driver or something. It's in Chaoshu in Japan, or sorry, in China in November, and there's been an investigation into what the hell might have happened. And much like was the sort of binary approach to it, people wanted to know, was it autopilot or was it pedal? And according to uh, this Twitter thread and uh, the investigation included into the Model Y crash from November, it was concluded that the accelerator was pressed 100% of the time Mm. and the brakes were never applied and autopilot was not enabled. Again, this is according to 
investigation via Tesla and, and others. Video of the crash was received quite a bit of play because how dramatic it was. I don't know if anybody died. There were there were certainly there was trem- one person who died. Tremendous injuries. Uh, it traveled 2.6 kilometers at 164 kilometers an hour, weaving through traffic, sideswiping other vehicles. The driver su- survived. At least one bystander was left dead. Good Lord. Plenty of theories on the matter, but we've also heard in the past situations that look like autopilot gone rogue are actually pedal confusion. And am I hitting, why is my brake not working in a moment of disorientation as people slam the accelerator on a vehicle that really accelerates well? Yeah, and when they panic, they'll try to stomp on it more, hoping that it would break. And but they keep going fast. They're in a crazy mode of panic. And the outcome is obviously terrifying. And it's hard to imagine it happening this level of disorientation, but I should tell you, this has happened in the past on vehicles that aren't even Teslas. Yeah. It's happened the, with, yeah. with anything with an accelerator where people can, there can be pedal confusion mm-hmm. and disorientation. What a bizarre scenario. Anyway, that's their investigation. You're going to still have your conspiracy theories because that's what you do because you're the internet. Uh-huh. eSIM is ready to re- be replaced with iSIM which is coming to future Galaxy phones. Who needs an eSIM when you've got an iSIM? <laughs> so they're both digital, but the eSIM is like some other technology. iSIM is like embedded into the processor or the chip. It's in, just embedded on the board, I believe. Right. Whereas an iSIM, I, pr- I presume, is going to be integrated. Uh-huh. That's a guess. We are just starting Let's to move away out. from NanoSIM to eSIM, but it looks like eSIM is already ready to be replaced by a more advanced tech. Unbelievable. Qualcomm has announced that it is bringing iSIM smartphones with future Snapdragon chips. Last year, the company showcased a specially modified version of the Z Flip 3 to demonstrate iSIM. This year, the company has integrated iSIM into Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 processors. Uh, there's a version of Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 with certification, offers the same level of security as eSIM, which puts your security concerns at rest. At rest, it is 100 times smaller than NanoSIM and more power efficient. Good Lord. Look at the size of it. So it's right on the chip now. So the iSIM is called integrated. Yeah, I guessed correctly. Whereas the eSIM is soldered onto the board uh, it could be, I mean, you can see the sizing on this chart of a 2022 variant. It is 24 millimeters, or sorry, 24 or 2.4? It's too far away from me. 2.6 millimeters? 24 millimeters. But then the thing underneath says 2.6. 24 seems like a lot. That's 2.4 centimeters. I don't yeah, think so. I'm going more with 2.6. Hmm. But the new one is less than one square millimeter that, that that will be embedded or integrated i suppose is the word we're using not embedded into the board but integrated into the snapdragon chip by the looks of it based on this and energy consumption also going down as a consequence of miniaturization this lets you free up space obviously compared to nanosim ISIM is 100 times smaller, measures less than one square millimeter, and resides inside a processor such as the 8 Gen 2. 
primary benefit it eliminates the need for a sim card slot oh, obviously that's the same as eSIM, and it's vastly more power efficient than the current iteration of eSIM, mm. resulting in better battery life i guess i mean if you're already at eSIM, why not go all the way to iSIM? that's snapdragon's take on the matter yeah. and uh, it sounds pretty convincing to me here we have a clip of an amazon delivery driver inside their delivery vehicle uh, making a short form piece of content exposing what that life is like and kind of the complexity of that lifestyle or that job why am i calling it a lifestyle it's uh there's some quite a bit of surveillance here it's how we are tracked it's probably recording me reporting it but it can't hear me so that's nice so it has one camera facing me one camera facing forward and then one camera on each side the one camera in front tracks how close we are to other drivers um, and if we stop at stop signs. So if we don't stop at a stop sign, like fully stop, then we get a violation for that. It tracks our speed so we cannot go more than six miles per hour over the speed limit or we get a speeding violation. These vans also track our buckle count. So it'll count how many times we buckle our seatbelt, and if we don't buckle it enough, then, um, or we like miss a buckle, then that is a seatbelt violation. But also, that camera is watching me while I drive, so I cannot do a lot. If I want to sip up my coffee, I have to pull over um, so that I can grab it and drink it, because if I do it while I'm driving, then that's a driver distracted which is also a violation. I can't touch the center console or else that is a driver distracted um, violation. One guy was itching his face, his beard one time, and uh, the camera picked it up that he was on the phone. Well, so that'd be a problem for me right there. Violation for itching his face, but they disputed it. And I cannot unbuckle my seatbelt until I'm in park. I also cannot get out of my seat until I'm in park, which is obvious. So yeah, everyone who works for Amazon pretty much hate those little things. But we have to remember it's just for safety. <laughs> but I thought I would give y'all a little rundown of it because I feel like it's asked a lot. But there you go. Have a good day. So what do you think, Will? Is this... Okay, so she goes at the end, it's just for safety. Well, you know, she still works there. And 1.3 million views on this. It would be a kind of a... Uh, what would you say? Like a stressful experience knowing that all these inputs are being tracked all the time mm -hmm. that you're being watched to that extent where everything is being reviewed like a beard scratch is misinterpreted as being on your phone mm -hmm. obviously you don't want distracted drivers that could be that's terrible news for amazon and well for the public i guess if people are getting distracted and run over or whatever but the the buckling if you need to reach up and touch the screen if you i guess i got a small taste of it in my tesla when it's like hey pay attention mm -hmm. but this is feeling less robotic and more like you know you're getting a report a driver distracted report and eventually i, I presume you're losing your job if you're distracted too frequently mm -hmm. i just think working under the uh pressure of the the surveillance is it would just be different mm-hmm you're trapped right that oh, well, different i mean not is how i, 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 I get it you. i get it but 
I mean, maybe this is something that people are, are used to at this point. I don't know. Uh, apparently, those who drive semis have similar systems in place, and it's a, it's a safety thing. They're, they're able to, I guess it's, a, it's like almost like training in real time as you're getting these reports on things that you're doing that are unsafe. You do them less frequently because you're aware of the reports. But just scratching your beard, I mean, that's... Yeah. You're second-guessing all types of actions as you drive. Yeah, it's like, what are the rules now? Yeah. It's so subtle. Yeah, so obviously a variety of opinions on that matter. I'm going to do a quick sidetrack. There's been uh, some comments asking me to um, respond to Lewis Rossman, and I realized that I haven't. I did actually reply to a comment, uh, which was essentially the same question, because he didn't ask the question directly on any, uh, as, as far as I'm aware of, to me directly, but he was... Asking about, obviously, right to repair, my background in repair, having had a um, mostly Apple-related repair shop prior to this channel, which I've covered in the past. Uh, We've actually reached out to him to possibly have him come on this show as well. But uh, ultimately, it it was in reference to a Samsung decision of which it's like a mega document around uh, maneuvers that Samsung is allegedly making or has made uh, to limit the availability of their components being shipped to uh, individuals that are running repair-type businesses or wanting to repair their own devices or have their devices repaired independently. I'm all for repair options, repair businesses, the ability to repair things. I'm totally on that side. And I would do, I would, you know, contribute to that however possible. And I would encourage brands, if I ever have uh, a microphone directly to those brands, I would encourage them to um, also consider those things. Mm. It's very difficult to apply pressure in these situations because of, um, well, the vastness of these brands, the power of these brands, and the limited... uh, I mean, everything is so much more integrated now and so much more proprietary. I mean, when I started out with it, it was a totally different scene. And it's a scene that I haven't been personally involved in or as intimately involved in as Lewis has. It's funny, double Lewis. As Lewis Rossman has in recent years. So it's when the topic comes up, it's just that I'm not as versed because simply because um, I've sort of moved away from that business directly. Uh, but certainly wherever possible. And even in the circumstance where I was working with Samsung recently, I did make aware my opinion on that matter. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, there's only so much pressure you can apply unless users themselves begin to apply that pressure. Uh, customers start to vote differently with their dollars. And uh, you know the whole the way the whole story goes on that. But my vote is definitely more repairability. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, if we have Lewis on the show, maybe he can, maybe he can illuminate other ways that pressure can be applied or that uh, users, customers can possibly contribute or let brands know what they would prefer collectively. I don't know. I don't know if petitions work in this case or there's probably a number of ways he would be the expert on the matter, considering all the effort he's put into right to repair and his direct uh, knowledge and history and wisdom on the matter. So anyway, hopefully we'll arrange to get him on here sometime soon and we can hear from him directly. 
Microsoft's phone link app now lets you use iMessage from your PC. Ooh, interoperable. Green bubble, blue bubble, gray bubble add to the mix is what those those bubbles look like, different shades of gray. Phone link finally supports iOS devices and lets you send and receive messages and calls on a Windows device. This is incredibly convenient, Will. Yeah. I love cross-platform, huge cross-platform guy. But not Android just yet. Oh, well, we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there one day. Like Tesla, Tesla opens up the supercharged network. Apple opens up iMessage, right? Well, that would be the dream. They go. They 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 change to universal. Coming soon. Everybody on an equal playing field. Thanks to EU. Thanks. Yeah, the yeah. EU is just flexing on that yeah. on all these topics. Microsoft is bringing access to iMessage on Windows through its Phone Link app. A um, preview of the updated app will be available for Windows Insiders today. The Phone Link app allows iPhone users to connect their devices to Windows laptop or PC, and with the update, will let iPhone users send and receive messages via iMessage make and receive calls and see their phone's notifications inside Windows 11. So this closes the gap Hmm. from an ecosystem perspective where Apple was like, no, you want that cohesiveness with iMessage, come get a MacBook. Mm -hmm. And now Microsoft is like, well, we can offer that too. Hmm. Microsoft is using Bluetooth to link Windows devices to iPhones, passing commands and messages to users' messages or iMessage app. Uh, that means you'll be able to message contacts that also have iPhones straight from your PC. But there are some limits. Oh, Will, Will, Will. There are some limits. This is where it sucks for users. Yeah. Think about the users. You won't be able to send pictures and messages or participate in group messages. As you can see in the screenshot of the phone link app, which is down below, and it's it's so it's basically like a type of translation which doesn't isn't as rich, which is unfortunate, which is why we need a universal standard in this regard and why it's kind of feeling like the repair conversation from previous. It's yeah. really the customer who suffers in this scenario uh, because Apple corners the market and says, yeah, you can, uh, you can do this. Yeah, you follow us, okay? But you want to do the real deal you yeah. wanna, for security reasons. Yeah. You got to come over to our side. We set the standards around here. You want to send those, that rich content? You want to send those images and videos and not have it look like a garbled mess or possibly a potato? Because that's your fault. We're Apple. You better pony up a couple grand. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. Made for iPhone. PlayStation and LeBron James team up on a limited edition PlayStation 5. Oh, accessories. Not a whole, well, it shouldn't have to be a whole PlayStation 5. You got the interchangeable face plates. Uh, I guess the controller's an accessory. I guess you could have done an entire edition, but that would seem a little bit uh, on the nose considering they couldn't, they've just recently caught up to delivering the regular model. It's like, no, 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 no special editions yet. Just do the accessory. Uh So you have uh, uh, some stylings here on what we're seeing, a rotation of the controller. You can see LeBron James, King James logo. Some graffiti graphics. And then the X and then the PlayStation logo in a graffiti-like style with a number of, like, neon colors, neon yellow and uh, blue. I see a rocket ship on there. Can you pause it on the front of the controller so we can actually read some of what it says on there? This This is hard to do, actually. Oh, everything is earned. 
underline. So we get the hard work pays off type of thing. Nothing is given. This is LeBron James uh, messaging. Chosen ones, rocket ship. Build, uplift, empower, I promise. It's all the taglines. And then all the different colored crowns. Mm. And it's not just on the controller, but, you know, I like collabs. Well, whatever. I get it. It's marketing. Sure, yeah. It's branding. I get it. But I like collabs. I like specializing things, um, you know, packaging. I do have a history with a channel called Unbox Therapy. I like design. Mm-hmm. Can't help it. Here's a quote from LeBron James on the collab. It's so crazy to think a kid from Akron who grew up playing games is getting to create something like this, designing a console cover and controller with PlayStation that gives a nod to my I Promise students. That's right. That's his school. And where we come from is a pretty cool thing. I hope it's something that continues to inspire everyone who touches it and that they have a little fun finding meaning in every detail. Fans in select markets will be able to pre-order the accessories exclusively through direct.playstation.com later this year. So LeBron James fans, I got to tell you, man, in the NBA, it's uh, the PlayStation connection is real. You're on the road a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're playing games in hotel rooms. Uh, I got a story about staying in a hotel. I don't even know to what extent I could go into complete detail on this. Okay. But... Go full detail. Sharing uh, the the floor of a of a hotel with an NBA team during the playoffs, and the walking past the kind of uh, PlayStation tournament style intensity play going on in the midst of the playoffs, mm-hmm. late at night, kind of coming and going players and the casual i mean everyone's a, competitive man a real the athletes it's a real scene to say the least of the video game um integration into the road travel professional athlete life there's a strong connection there so you know lebron's gonna be traveling now with his own version of playstation that's how they got the deal done they're like lebron don't you want your own yeah, PlayStation. I would love to see more collabs like this. You could walk around with your uh, own controller when you roll up to the. Yeah. Who knows though? Maybe maybe he's not even. Maybe he's not even in those tourneys. Maybe that's the young guys. Maybe he's like, nah, nah. I'm going to bed early. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> be time. I'm for taking. LeBron. I'm taking care of myself. Y'all, you guys are staying up late. Yeah. Here we have a thread of famous paintings visualized with AI. This was going going wild yesterday on twitter uh actually i thought it went more wild than this Six hundred thousand views anyway it's a really cool thread and so it's stable diffusion and control net they take images like crazy famous images like uh the mona lisa and then you get to take a glimpse at the ai equivalent or ai interpretation or ai visualization of the image and uh, it gets much more photorealistic, obviously. And everybody looks better. That's the other problem. Hmm. This is my ugly problem again, where I feel like, I don't know how everything ends up looking so much more polished and symmetrical. And like, what would you, how would you even call that filter? Like, what would you call this filter? Like, what, it, let's say Mona Lisa would. It's, it, it can somehow look more realistic and less realistic at the same time. 
Yeah. It's definitely um, some sort of like surreal filter. It's more, it looks more like a photo, but less like an actual person. Yeah. That is so strange to say. Uh-huh. Like go back and forth again between these. Like this is obviously a painting. Sure. And it's flat, it's way flatter and it's not, but somehow it still feels more real. That is weird. Anyway, uh, this is a thread, so you can scroll through it. Uh, here we have the Great Wave off Kanagawa. This is like another extremely famous painting. It has like a kind of a cartoon style to it. I don't yeah, know if that's even very cool. fair to say or if I'm very classic. offending someone, but I love this image. And here is the AI equivalent. Oh, it looks like oh. stock photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad Photoshop. Yeah. Uh, ugly girl with a pearl earring another extremely famous this one i don't mind as much uh i don't know why i don't mind it it's the same uh, kind of perfect filter applied to it but somehow if you take away the eyes i feel like the eyes are not alive yeah they're not alive I don't know. Maybe the earring as well. Maybe it's the reflection or... Would you agree, though, that this is better than Mona Lisa? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's closer. I don't know why AI had to go with a backdrop, a realistic backdrop in this case, as uh -huh. opposed to just a plain one. It's also odd, like, the difference, like, paintings don't seem to have depth of field in the same way, or they have a different depth of field. At least this one does. Where the scarf they, here is yeah. falling out of focus, the uh, they always the, have bokeh. Oh, a lot of bokeh to make yeah. the to make the to convince us, I guess. And they make up patterns too. Like yeah. her hairband is blank, and this has a pattern. It's interesting. What it's data set, right? That it's yeah. pulling from its data set to try to mimic. Uh, this is the famous Van Gogh painting, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that looks kind of like a real guy yeah did it look like him it's weird what happened in the top left corner there how yeah. you got a little bit of texture i don't know how i feel about this one this one might be semi-convincing i mean he still looks like a some weird cyborg thing I don't know. This dude looks pretty... Uh, pretty good, right? Pretty good. He looks Again, with good. the eyes. There's something weird with the eyes. Yeah, he looks pretty good. I don't know, the, but the, he's a little too smooth still. The other, agree, the other yeah, guy yeah. is rugged. Go to the other guy. That guy is... That guy, yeah, just exit out. Have them side by side. Just scroll down. I need to... Oh, you can't? There we go. Yeah. The other guy, look how sharp the cheekbone is. The other guy is a hardened dude. Like, he's been through stuff. Uh-huh. Which is Vincent Van Gogh's self-portrait, by the way. Uh -huh. I suppose in this case, you can look at a photo of Vincent Van Gogh and do your comparison. But anyway, it's not bad. It's really not bad. It's better than Mona Lisa, once again. Here we have American Gothic. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> This is like as if they made a movie. Look at the pitchfork. The pitchfork is messed up. It's like a shovel and a pitchfork in one. This is like very Beetlejuice. If they made a movie based on that, that this would yeah. be the poster. You know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. 
Hmm. Where things are just a little off. Yeah. It's not bad. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, minus the obvious problems sure, with sure. things. I think that's it, right? That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, it's uh, our detectors for this stuff are on high alert. And when you're looking at it like that, but when the world is flooded with that type of imagery, it might be harder to tell the difference. We might be just get used to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were looking for the presidents with the mullets? Yeah. That was another hot tweet was hot. in the uh, same category yesterday. Uh, Your $2 bill might actually be worth a lot more. Most are worth their face value, but you won't know whether you're sitting on a serious bank without checking. So some $2 bills are like collector's items at this point. Mm. I guess. I think at one point in uh, can, in Canada, there was like $2 bills that were worth 20 bucks. Canadiana. the bank wanted it back. Canadiana you're talking about. Canadiana. Yeah, because they came out with the Toonie, which we've talked about on this show in the past. And therefore, they wanted the brown $2 bill, which is super nostalgic. I wouldn't mind grabbing one of those these days. Yeah, you get a crisp one. It, a brown $2 bill. I mean, that used to be nice. a beauty. And so, yeah, they put in the coin. Who wants a coin? Nobody wants these coins. But why do I want a $2 American bill? Well, when I was a kid, my grandmother used to slip a $2 bill in my birthday card every year. And if you have a stack of $2 bills sitting around from your grandma, they might be worth significantly more than $2. The faux rarity of the $2 bill, $2 bills account for less than 0.001% of all currency in circulation. That sounds rare, and rarity tends to lead to an increase in value. The scarcity of more recent $2 bills is somewhat illusionary. Older $2 bills in good condition are actually rare and can be worth more than $1,000. Recently printed deuces are often hoarded by some collectors who believe the bills will appreciate in value in the future because they're rare, but since a large number of $2 bills are being kept in, from circulation, it's actually less likely that they'll increase in value as opposed to the really, truly old ones that are in mint condition, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. simply can't be recreated. So condition, age, and serial number will determine what the value is up to $1,000, much like as if you were collecting a sports card or a Pokemon card or whatever. It I is. never knew they had a serial number. Oh, yeah. That's how you stay away from counterfeits. At least that's the old-fashioned way of staying away from counterfeits. Of course, you could... Mm serialize it or they would at least discover counterfeits in that way when they would discover a duplicate or something mm, i guess so yeah even the christmas bill won't be worth more than its face value if it was just printed as a rule the older the bill the more that it's worth but there are certain years and special editions of two dollar bills that are particular interest to collectors compare your bills year to the u.s currency's auction list to get a ballpark of what it might be worth and keep an eye out for special printings and seal colors so that means you got to go pull out any $2 bill you got that, that, you, that is sitting in a drawer or you've been hanging on to and check the year on it and cross-reference it. The older, the better. Hopefully it's in good condition, but you can see, I saw some eBay listings come up for $1,500 there for a moment over on the right-hand side. Uh, that one right there, 14, 20, 22, 1976, <laughs> un, uncirculated though. U.S. $2 bill uncirculated. Uh, it's a whole new world. The brown, wait a second, the brown Canadian 2, how much could I get that for on eBay? Go back. 20 bucks, 1986. Okay, I don't mind an 86 brown. That's going to take me right back. I might put on this desk right here. I might hide it in this puzzle, which I haven't worked on at all, which is hiding yeah. a Canadian 20 at the moment. I recently solved it. 
Oh, and then you put it right back in. I need this 20, dude. Yeah, you gotta buy some tidbits. We gotta put a $2. No, we gotta swap it for a $2 brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. $2 brown Canadian yeah. ordered off eBay. Actually, that was on Amazon. That's even better. Might be counterfeit. Who knows? Here's a U.S. currency price guide for different collectible notes. Wow, that's cool. You look at certain years, happen to be more valuable. Not necessarily older is better. Some years are better. Like 1890 goes up to 2,500 bucks for some reason. Uh, I'm sure my history needs work here. Oh, wait, 4,500 plus. Wait, what are you looking at there? Scroll to the uncirculated. Holy crap. Uncirculated gets wild. Uncirculated get wild. Somebody's saying 1890. Of course, Lou, that's the year of whatever war or whatever. Uh, president and i'm just not connecting it the historical section of my mind is not functional mm-hmm. so and don't spend them on candy or something more. yeah no no just hoard them no two dollar no two no two dollar candy all right either hoard it or send it to us yeah one or the other Ideally. one or the other and we we appreciate we especially like uncirculated <laughs> yeah. in the years of <laughs> send us all your uncirculated bills it's kind of a cool thing to collect i don't know i don't mind it sports cards pokemon uh well they're lightweight they're storable but it also is yeah. one of those kind of ones that you it comes from the mint you keep it mint like the term mint i like that like i yeah. got a mint two dollar bill here in a case like look how like the crispiness of it when you first and when it was fresh once upon a time and the fact that it degrades over time compared to like an nft or something yeah nfts made it have a bad rap made it weird yeah are you saying hey nfts why'd you gotta make it weird yeah yeah uh winners of the 2022 world nature photography awards entries, entries for this year's World Nature Photography Awards have been judged, and the winning images and photographers have just been announced. Uh, the grand prize is this image of a crocodile lurking in the mud. This one is Ooh. the best one, I think. Look at that. Ooh. That looks like it's made out of clay. I love it, Will. I love this image. This is an incredible image because of so many factors. Like, the moment in time, the interaction of the type of creature with the mud and the perception of mud as as being like it's hiding something it's it's uh, ominous to begin with and then the eyeball of the the crocodile which is the dangerous creature lurking anyways like mud and lurking and then the hardness of the clay like finish on the mud which is kind of like a second skin to yeah. the finish of the skin on the crocodile Crocodile or alligator? Crocodile. This is in Zimbabwe, by the way, where this was taken. And then just the photographer's prowess to hit the shot, to catch the focus, eye autofocus with the correct lens to get the right amount of focus fall off in the rear, but to get the perfect focus on the eye and the beginning part of the nose. So it's just kind of like popping up. It almost looks like, it almost looks like if you took the eye out, it almost looks like you're looking at the surface of another planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's AI generated. Come oh, on. <laughs> how, why you got to ruin it? Like, yeah. Photographers, like, how can you say I know. They smack me across the... Here's a the cool screen. one of... Uh, is that a leopard? By the looks of it? A leopard climbing a tree in Kenya. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's kind of a nice jump. It's, this has nothing on the last image, though. I, I mean, 
perspective, wide angle. You know the photographer had to be right below the leopard. That's cool. Yeah. It's action shot, so he needed a faster shutter. I'm thinking about all the technical aspects, which I think a judge the legs. Here. I think a judge would consider. There's very little blur, so you gotta have a fast shutter going for that jump. Ooh, I don't mind this. This would look great on a wall, wall somewhere. Paper. Wall paper. You can paper the whole wall. Yeah. That's third place. A pair of flamingos in Kenya. This is cool. What's that? Red spider mites climbing on a web. I like the colors. In India, that's a place called Kooch Bihar. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> okay. This one's more dramatic. Obviously, you have wow. this seal caught in the net, in the fishing net. You're, this is the angry one. You're like, oh, come on. Uh, Take care of the fishing net. But This one's cool. Ooh, we got to go deep for that type of thing, don't we? Underwater, a couple of harlequin shrimp perch. Oh, this doesn't even seem like our planet. This is like, mm -hmm. wow. Uh, you started to think about the technical aspects of taking this photo. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to have a light source, right? Mm -hmm. And... Down there, there's not a lot of competing light sources, so you can see you can illuminate something in the foreground, but that's it. Uh -huh. uh, it's, the darkness is unfathomable. It's kind of like a spotlight, really. Unfathomable. Yeah. Don't they call it fathoms when you get to a certain depth? They start to measure it in fathoms. Uh huh. And then you have the word unfathomable. Oh, wow, look at this. The little bird cozy up on the warthog. With the red beak. What's he do? He's eating the bugs off of him. Is a symbiotic relationship? Is that how that works? Possibly. It's a red-billed oxpecker resting on a warthog. That's another moment in time. That's some serious yeah. nature over there. Ooh. What is that? A hummingbird? Third place. A swallow skims along the water's surface. Mmm. The water, like glass. The particles. We got the family over here. Cozy up. It looks cold. I'm guessing it's cold over there. It's like very space odyssey. I like it with the youngsters. And speaking of space, how about the sky right there? Animals in their hab habitat. That's a badger lit right there. Just barely. And the night sky in the background. Lovely composition. <laughs> that's a funny one. Camo. Camo elephant. African savanna elephant attempts to camouflage itself. It actually is, but why would it care to camo itself? Big old trunk just sticking out. What's it scared of? I don't know. Poachers, maybe. Damn. Scorpion. Ooh. Another one from India. I think you gotta be in Africa or India to hit if you're yeah, a if you're a sure. nature photographer by the looks of it. Oh my god. Or you can just be there. This is moody. That's also in Kenya. Kenya, yeah. You could be there with the uh, buffalo, or no, the wildebeest. The fog? Oh, baby. So much power. I like that, too, and they chose to go with black and white. Yeah. This one is, it seems like it could be AI-generated. Yeah, no kidding, eh? For sure. Too much bokeh. Yeah. Well, listen, this is... Congrats to everybody who won awards over here. These are not easy images to capture, and... It gives us insight into uh, aspects of nature which are just really not accessible to most. And you can really get a sense of awe and wonder and recognize how tiny we are and how weird everything actually is. Uh -huh. 
And uh, you can also be thankful that a mud crocodile is not a few inches away from you ready to to attack, staring at you with its yellow eyeball. No, that's not you right now. Instead, you, you're comfy and cozy and... Eating some snacks. Doing your thing. or something. Watching your loo later. Catching up on your catching ups. And uh, we all got to say, give uh, Willie Do best wishes on his big uh, adventure. Yeah. Willie Do's big adventure. He's going to tell us all about it when he gets back. His, you might call it an expedition, in yeah. fact. I'll be back Monday, so Look no episode Friday tomorrow. Yeah, Friday, we had no time to train uh, an imposter, Willie Do. Mo got sick. It's, been, it's actually pretty crazy around here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we got to give Will a shout out just for making the early morning Thursday happen before his trip. And we'll see everybody on Monday. In the meantime, you're going to go watch all the clips on the Clips channel. Let's go. Right, Will? That's what they're going to do. You yeah, told me. Yeah, you yeah. promised. Yeah. Thank you very much to everybody who joined here today, Who for everybody who supports the show, for everybody who hits that notification, subscribes to this, and joins us for the live. It really makes it feel electric. We do see you. Can't obviously respond to every single thing in the chat or the comments, but we do see you. I promise we do. We take a glance whenever possible. Uh, have a good weekend, and we'll see you Monday. Thank you. Thank you. Later you Monday. Thank you.